Hey, guess what? We are back. We are live. This is Daily Fish. And uh, Fish, what a weekend of football. Would you call that one of the best weekends ever? Of course I would. He's speechless. <laughs> Hardline, what about you? What do you think? What do you think? As I'd, far be as the speech- I'd be speechless, too, after I saw Chandler Jones just stiff arm Mac Jones into the grave for the win. I mean, what what an amazing win uh, for, for them, what an amazing win for the Lions. You know, a game that in the past for the Lions we would normally say they would lose. Uh, they found a way to make a win. I mean, what what a great weekend. Jacksonville showed uh, why Trevor Lawrence was the number one overall pick. You know, it, it's any man's game at this point. Uh, it's real close for, those, for that last wild card spot. So uh, these last three weeks, it's going to be crucial for – for everybody that's in the hunt to really show their best football. Well, l- let me let me jump in there and throw a little things at you too, because uh, when uh, I was looking at all these things, I, to me it was like lo- it was like, you know, the the Lions to me they are real. They didn't play well on the road yesterday at the Jets, and they still won. Now, granted, uh, Zach Wilson gave them a few uh, few gifts, uh, despite the fact he actually played pretty well. Uh, I agree with you on on the Jaguars. The Jaguars actually might have a chance to get into the playoffs by winning the AFC South title. They play the Jets this week, and I know you're going to have uh, some betting ideas on that. And uh, then they get the Texans, and then they close close the season with the Titans, who are tanking right now. And like you said, the Patriots, who who gave the Patriots the, the drugs and the drinks during that last bit of that game? What were they thinking? That was unbelievable. When I saw it, I, I couldn't believe it. I had, to, I had to have them roll it again. And uh, that was the strangest thing in the world. And then the the Colts allow the biggest collapse in NFL history. And here's the irony of the whole thing. The irony who led the previous record for the greatest comeback was the former Colts coach who was the Bills QB, Frank Rich, who who got fired about five or six weeks ago. That's how crazy it was. And then on top of it, we had, guess what we had? Reich. Yeah. It is, it's, well, they say rich, but anyway, you can call it that way. So, Fish, give, give us your take on the weekend because uh, uh, this, this was a crazy one. Three videos. First and 10. McKinnon, Brown a block, and a block. will open up the door. The game is over. Touchdown, Ron McKinnon. The Chiefs have won, and they win the division. Yep. Okay. Give us third and four. Blitz. It's my weekend. So give us the second one. I'm trying. Is that going? Third and four. Blitz coming. Prescott throws backwards and intercepted. Jenkins has another one. Racing down the sidelines. Rayshon Jenkins is going to win it. Absolutely. Okay, what's your third one? 
one. It's my whole weekend. Here's my third one. And I still can't I I I I can't get over this. Mac okay. Hollins out on defense. He's all the way back. And Stevenson is anyone gonna is inside the 30, flips it back. Stanford band nowhere in sight. Uh oh. It's well. <laughs> What a loss of words. What's amazing, that's a Belichick team. That's what I just don't. Mac Hollins out on defense. He's all the way back. Uh, Stevenson. Is anyone going to. That's how the 30 flips it back. Stanford band nowhere in sight. Uh oh. It's picked off. Uh oh. Oh no. Unbelievable. Oh wow. Incredible. Chandler Jones takes it in and wins the game for the Raiders. Hard to believe. That was a, it was a great weekend, though. Uh, a lot of fun. I spent a lot of time in the kitchen with two TVs on watching everything. And then we also had the World Cup. How about that? Hey, folks, welcome to Daily Fish, coming to you from Vegas and Myrtle Beach. I'm John Daly. He is Eric Fishneider. We have the hard line with John Hardison from the Cost of Winning podcast and all of his sports betting advice. you got questions or comments, drop them in the chat box. Or if you are not watching us live, email us at dailyfish1 at gmail.com. Okay, let's go with our second topic. Fish, messy, 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 messy. Is he the most visible and greatest professional athlete in the world in your eyes? Yes, he's the most visible. Stephen A. Smith said that LeBron James is horseshit. Messi is known. There's Messi jerseys in every continent and almost every country. Makes $160 million a year. And soccer is played everywhere. That was the most watched sporting event of all time. I don't know what Brett's were here in America, but throughout the world, it was the most watched thing in England, France, Germany, entire European, South American continents. Australia, TVs in the Arab world, Russia. I mean, it's crazy. Why do Americans think that we dominate everything? We're 9% of the world's population. Yeah, LeBron, but Messi's more popular. What do you think, Hardline? No, I think I think that he is. And look, I mean, uh, I, I wish he had gone out on top. Um, I think this is the way that you you retire, but I know he said he's, he's going to – go back for the next World Cup that there is. But, yeah, I mean, I, I think that he is. I mean, at this point, the, the question is, what hasn't he accomplished? You know what I mean? At this point, he brought Argentina something that they've been coveting since the 80s. Uh, he, he's won numerous MVP awards in, in the Premier League over there. Uh, everybody knows who he is. And even if you're not a soccer fan, you know the name. Like Ronaldo, Beckham, Pele, all these names are, are names that you know even if you've never seen the person before. So, yes, worldwide, I, I'd say that, especially after yesterday, yes, he is. Probably Ronaldo's right underneath him at this point. Well, when you when you figure he, he has, he's had like 672 goals for Barcelona. Uh, but what's really cool about him, he's a huge charitable giver. Uh, he is a UNICEF ambassador. He's been that for about 18 years now. He also has the Leo Messi Foundation, which uh, helps – it gives back to children from poor backgrounds to try to give them equal opportunities. So I would agree with you. I think he's right up there and uh, you're right. You mentioned Pele. Pele, unfortunately is in the hospital. He's, he's suffering from cancer, but I guess he's doing okay, but uh, you're right. He's right up there with all those names. 
All right, let's go to our next topic. We're going to talk about bowling leagues. Bowling leagues are popping up all over the place. And is that post-pandemic? I don't know. But the, I guess the question is, Fish, are you in a bowling league? I was. I wasn't. I'm thinking about doing it again with my wife. It's a great way to meet people. It's a lot of fun. You bring food. Everyone cooks something. And it's fun to watch the people that act like John Turturro during uh, <laughs> the Big Lebowski. I mean, take it seriously. And it's fucking crazy. I love it. I mean, I mean, name one person you know that's never been bowling. It's, it's again, it's a great social team. How about you, Hardline? Uh, no, you know, I'm I'm not at the Al Bundy Homer Simpson stage in my life yet, but <laughs> you know, I'm not there yet. So I'll I'll push that off. But you know, I'll, I'll go bowling every once in a while. I'll go drunk bowling, but I, I won't be in the bowling league. You know, it's you know, what's really interesting is the fact that the reports for league bowling are actually down, but recreational bowling is soaring. And it's exactly what you're talking about, Fish. Uh, you know, friends, families, organizations keep having events there. Um, in fact, I'm going to play in one on Super Bowl Sunday, and it's actually raising money for local vets here. Um, here's what's really happening. I did some research on this. These bowling centers are now serving better food and they are coming out to be a better or a better or another entertainment option. Uh, and it's it's not just blue collar workers that we we knew back in the 70s and 80s when we were kids. Um, I always go back to one story. Uh, the guy who got, got it and understood bowling the most was Michael Jordan. I played in his celebrity golf event. He had a bowling night. The lights were turned down. It had this psychedelic look. And you got to play with your team, your golf team at the event and you got to meet everybody else the charity when they were putting it together and michael said he wanted to do this they laughed at him at first but they did it every year and i'm going to tell you right now i still have my amf bowling ball that i still use thanks to michael jordan so another thing for michael jordan and bowling as well all right let's go to another topic how about this parents starting brawls at sporting events now this is almost, if you go and search it, it's almost like an epi epidemic. Uh, Fish, talk about this. I mean, you're, you're, you're a dad. You, got, you had kids. Uh, you got grandkids coming up. What do you think about this? Yeah, recently I went to one of my customers' Little League games for his kid. Could not believe how many people. We're still there? Yeah. Um. Can you guys hear me? It says no audio on my side, on my stream. We can hear you. We can hear you. So I went to a recent, I went to a recent uh, customer of mine's kids game. I could not believe the screaming between the parents with the umpires, almost fights in the stands. They asked me to coach the spring league this year. I was going to do it. I said, no, I don't have the patience to do this. Not every one of your kids is a, is the next Aaron judge. Just there's no, there's, I guess people take their anger out. And it's worse than ever. And his coaches don't want to coach anymore. And it's an epidemic here in Vegas. They can't find coaches. Wow. Wow. Hardline, what, have you seen any of that stuff? I mean, I, you don't have any kids yet, but uh, have you have you seen that happening? Oh, yeah. You know, you watch the movie Kicking and Screaming. You see all these parents uh, going viral. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, you know, look, you, you see all these parents right now, and, and Fish is right. They think their child's the next LeBron, or they think their kid is the next, uh, you know, Aaron Judge. And, I think that a lot of it is the frustration with 
with the games. I think a lot of it's the frustration with how much money they're dumping in, hoping that their kid's going to be there and not wanting to admit that, you know, maybe their kid just doesn't necessarily have it right now. Um, look, there's there's a, a variety of Division One, Division Two schools. I think every parent's idea is they can get their kid at least on the team and then they'll figure it out from there. But, you know, look, sometimes it's not in the kid's nature or it's not for the kid to be there. You know, sometimes a kid isn't going to be the best athlete that's going for it, no matter how hard they work. Sorry, it's just a real reality. It's a small percentage that move on to that level. But it doesn't mean that that kid, as Charles Barkley once said, you know, you can't be a lawyer, you can't be an accountant. It doesn't mean that you can't be an agent. There's a lot of other things that go along with this business that maybe parents need to, you know, start teaching their kids. Well, and I've always said we 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 live in the dumbest country in the world, but we're also the luckiest. And it's a math problem. And you guys pointed out the math problem. Your kid is not going to be a major leaguer, most likely. And if he is, then he's real special. And you're going to be one in a million. And you just got to do that. I also think part of the problem is, is that, and I brought this up before, we all think we're the hero of our own story. And what what our story is should be the most important thing. And we're going to go fight for it. The problem is social media puts this together, allows you to be stupid and to be angry uh, out in public. And unfortunately, that's what's going on. All right. I think it's time for some of Fish's crazy memes for the week. Now, folks, if you're listening to us, we're going to give you an idea about what we're talking about here. Fish, give us your memes. Beverly Hills T-Ball. This was in 1983. Who's Who's this? Who's that coaching? Who's that coaching at the top? In the middle or in the far upper right? In the middle, it's James Kahn. Wow. Hmm. Very cool. All right. Who's this? Who's this playing? Who's this playing quarterback? It looks like Elvis. Got it. That's Elvis Presley. He didn't have very good form. Next. (laughs) 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 Will you please stop calling it Santa's little helper? And Santa's wife is going, ho, ho, ho. I love it. Look at this. This is a cavalcade. One of these girls I know comes into shucks. All right. Check out the Raider Nation. Check out Broncos Country. Check out the Chargers. Check out the Chiefs Kingdom girl. (laughs) (laughs) That'll get you to move out of Kansas City fast. All right. Real quick, on a serious side, there was a controversial call in the Raider game yesterday. And this this is a true footage of what the NFL saw. Check this out. You can see that this is a great shot that New York had for the Raider game. On look at that. See that? Uh-huh. You don't. The, perfect. You don't see it that. See, his foot was actually in, but all you saw is that white part. All right. Check this one out. Check this one out. <laughs> reindeer <laughs> grandma. Channel reindeer. <laughs> Mac Jones will never be a defensive player. And the last one, come on, go away. 
Go away. Yeah, we we we, we have women problems here in Las Vegas, guys. <laughs> it's not going away. <laughs> there we go. Um, <laughs> Check out this. Poor Mac. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Devontae, can I come play with you? That's it. (laughs) Is that what what Aaron Rodgers texted him? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Those are the Daily Fish memes. All right. Thanks you for joining us, folks. This is Daily Fish. We talk sports, entertainment, politics, everything in between, just like you do. You have questions or comments, drop them in the chat box. If you're joining us live, otherwise, email us at dailyfish1, the number one. So it's dailyfish1 at gmail.com. All right, now it's time for schmuck, swag, and drink. Fish, who's been schmucky this week? Well, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle want to sit down with the royal family to air out their grievances in hopes of an apology of everything that was aired out in their Netflix special. You know how, guys, how I feel about the, the Royals and who gives, I, I, I don't get it. I don't get why we give a shit about people that start out with $50 million, right? I, I, I refuse to watch Netflix thing. Now there's all kinds of crap behind the scenes. There's other things to focus in the world than these people. Sorry. All right. They are our schmuck of the week. All right. Who are we toasting? Who's got the swag? <laughs> this guy, Pete Davidson. You know that guy here? Pete yeah, Davidson, absolutely. Elf, great screenwriter, King of Staten Island. I want to show you guys, I want to show you the girls that this guy's dated, why he's got why he's got the swag. All right. This is the first one. This is Ariana Grande. This is the first girl he's ever dated. Ariana Grande. Grande, whatever you pronounce your name. Frank Rich. <laughs> Look at that. That's number one. Okay. Look at number two. This is my this is my Paul Pass. Kate Beckinsale. How did he bag that one? It's gorgeous. Oh my God. Bad picture of her. And then you got Margaret Qualley from recently the leftovers and made and just a, a young great actress. Annie McDowell's a picture of her, but she's hot. Okay. Then you got Phoebe Denizel. This girl is a star of a show called Bridgerton. This is a succession of women this guy's had. I mean, he's got to have a, I mean, look at this guy. She's a star of Bridgerton. We all know about this stink box right here. Hardison mm-hmm. dated her. Wait, you'll see this broad in a second. This is, a, <laughs> this is his next conquest. <laughs> and now this guy, the, the top model, I mean, uh, this girl actually outdoes Giselle Bunchen, Emily Ratajkowski, he's dating right now. She's at courtside the Nick game with her the other night. She's dropped it. Oh, my God. Look at that. Look at those lips. I mean, Davis is not a bad-looking guy. Look at him. He's not a bad-looking guy. But, my God, he's dated every supermodel on the planet. I mean, look, he's, not only is he a talented guy, I mean, he's got swag. He's got to have this that long. But I give him credit for one thing. He had a big breakdown. His dad died nine. His dad was in one of the towers. Okay, yep. so I I, I I give swag and a uh, and a toast to his huge long. <laughs> Look at the women. It's unbelievable. <laughs> All right, now we're gonna toast Pete Davidson with our drink of the week. What are we toasting with there, fish? 
Aye. Victory Monday. All our teams won. Great World Cup. Uh, you guys talked about it. Great draw. The best football weekend I've ever seen. Saturday, great game. You saw history with the Colts, the Vikings. The great endings we showed you, the Raider game. Still, I'm still trying to process. So I got a shot of I mean, it's a shot of Bailey's. Why not? It's a morning shot. We serve it at Chuck's Tavern. A lot of people came in to watch the World Cup final between Argentina and France. Way to go, Argentina. Way to go, Pete Aye. Davidson. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Here's to it. Uh, Bailey's. Now, just so you know, I had Bailey's in my coffee. So that's what I was doing. I was taking a shot of Bailey's in my coffee in the morning. Uh, all right. Hey, our Daily Fish Drink of the Week is sponsored by Shuck's Tavern in Vegas. Great seafood and drinks in two locations. Head to Shuck's Tavern on North Durango on the northwest side of town where fish is overnight. Say Daily Fish Podcast, you get a free drink. Do it the next day. You say that, you get a free appetizer. That's Shuck's Tavern. Check out Shuck's Tavern on Facebook. And again, folks, this is Daily Fish. Please subscribe to us. Plenty of places to catch us. We're on Facebook at daily.fish.5. We're on the Myrtle Beach Golf Channel and Myrtle Beach Grand Strand Life on Facebook. Check out Daily Fish on YouTube and Wingding TV and Hey Vegas TV. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple, iHeart, Stitcher, and Amazon. Check out our posts and news updates on Facebook and Twitter. Go ahead, Fish. John, you were promoting you were promoting this product called One Glove, a great golf man could wear. Maybe we should send one to Pete Davidson to give to all those girls because nice. I mean, that would be great. Yeah. He's got he's gotta be in Hardison's league. All the chicks <laughs> walking in with a brother at Pete. You think that'll work? And speaking of hard, going next. <laughs> Absolutely. Pete Davidson, <laughs> the one glove. <laughs> All right, Speaking now hard. What's going on, John? All right, let's get some bets from the Daily Fish Hardlines. He is John Hardison. Again, he has the podcast called The Cost of Winning, focusing on fantasy sports and sports betting on Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcast as well. Hardline. Okay, we got some games to hit, and one reason is is that uh, we're not going to be here next week. We're going to be back on here January second because of the Christmas holiday. Uh, so we're going to let you guys know, but so we're going to have you kind of fill us in on some other bets coming. Let's start with the uh, NFL. Uh, the Jags and the Jets are coming up on Thursday night. This to me is one of the more interesting games. Now, I don't think either of these teams are going to go to the Super Bowl, but getting into the playoffs, this could be a good one. So um, hard line, who are you picking in this game? Who are you telling people to take? If you had told me at the beginning of the season this would be a, a week, what, 16 matchup to watch, I would have told you you were out of your mind. But, I mean, here we are. This is the funny part of the NFL. Uh, you know what? I'm going with the Jags. They're hot right now. And I know a lot of people are kind of like the Jags, really. Uh, Trevor Lawrence in the last two games to produce seven touchdowns and one interception. He's playing extremely well. He got a win over the Cowboys uh, the week before that. What did he get a win over? He got a win, uh, the win over the Titans the week before that. Uh, they're marching in the AFC South. It's open. It's not uh, It's dominated, as we talked about earlier, by the Titans. They got a chance to really win this game. I'm going to take the Jags. Interesting. Interesting, especially in New York. Go ahead, Fish. Do the next one. A lot of guts. Yeah, a lot of guts last night. The Giants really, boy, what a coming out party for Kayvon Thibodeau. 13 tackles, yeah. forced fumble, big win by the Giants. 
they got the Vikings this week, and the Vikings are thinking that. I, I still, can you guys get a three nothing lead by Indianapolis and Kirk Cousins brings it back? So, do they have a letdown hard line? Maybe that win also to 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 actually get a boost. Uh, no, I I think Minnesota actually keeps it moving. I mean, look, this is a different Minnesota team than what we've seen in the past. Uh, luckily, they've locked up the division right now. So uh, this will probably be the last week, give or take, that you'll probably see the majority of the starters play high minutes. And then they'll probably start resting them as you go for it because they've already locked up the division. Um, you know, I, I just think this is a different Minnesota team. I don't think th- I think the Giants are a very well coached team, as we saw yet last night. I think that they're uh, they're on their way, but I don't think that they have an answer for, and, and I know a lot of people are maybe going to argue against me, the best wide receiver tandem, tandem in the NFL. I mean, when you look at last Saturday's game, Justin Jefferson wasn't even the highlight best receiver necessarily of the game. It's K.J. Osborne. It's, it's, as yeah. odd as that is, K.J. Osborne, Adam Thielen, uh, Justin Jefferson – and God, if Delvin Cook can ever stop being freaking Benny Hill with the ball in his hand, you got a, you have a competent running back. Uh, they're scary. They're well coached, much better than when Mike Zimmer was at the helm uh, the previous last years. I'm taking Minnesota to win this game and be very cautious uh, of them in the playoffs. They can make a really good run. All right, let's go to some uh, college playoffs now. Again, uh, we're going to get the hard line bets now. These are games. This is the college football semifinals of the final four this is going to be on uh, new year's eve so let's start off with michigan and tcu who are you picking right now there hardline uh so you know what i'm going to take tcu on the points uh tcu is seven and a half michigan is a much better rush team but but they struggle uh against the pass right and and this is the thing that looking into the numbers diving deep into everything Michigan's whole priority uh, is play good defense and kick field goals. It's as crazy as it sounds. Jake Moody has been saving Michigan's butt side all season. This guy leads the league, the FBS, in field goals made and field goals attempted. And it's something that just because we talk about how good Michigan is as a, as a rush defense or hardball, we seem to miss out on. I think that TCU will keep it very close. I think Max Duggan finds a way to break up that zone that Michigan plays. And if he gets going with that read option, it could be a long day for Michigan. I think Michigan will end up making the national championship game. Uh, It's it's hard as sometimes it is to say that, but uh, I think TCU keeps it really, really close. I want to give you, I want to get back to one NFL game before you go to Georgia and Ohio state, Philadelphia, Dallas, that there's been a lot of trash talking to Parsons and, C.D. Lamb, and Dallas really needs this game. What do you like? Uh, You know what? I actually like Dallas in this game um, because of how far the Eagles are up uh, because they've already locked up the division. Sorry, Dallas. You're you're not going to be able to catch them. Uh, I don't know if if the Eagles are up going into the fourth quarter uh, if they don't start to rush Jalen Hurts with the idea of, look, this is a divisional rivalry game. Yes, uh, it might mean a lot to the fans, but in the long run, we want to keep Jalen healthy. Uh, there's no need to kind of put him in situations that aren't necessary. They're pretty much locked up the first, the number one overall seed. They already locked up the division. This is more on Dallas to get it done and for Dallas to play uh, competent football. 
than it is anything on the Eagles. So I, the pressure's on Dallas. I'll take Dallas. All right, let's go Ohio State and Georgia. And here we Who go. are you picking it out? Georgia and Ohio State. Uh, you know what? They are really – this is the closer the, of the two matchups. They mirror each other very well. Um, statistically, they're, they're very close uh, overall. Uh, a funny thing about Georgia, Georgia's very much like Michigan. They are like number two in terms of field goals attempted per game uh, right underneath Michigan. And it's something that, you know, we don't necessarily talk about, but those half, you know, those three points add up, especially if you play very sound, very smart defense uh, that Kirby Smart has them playing down there. Uh, right now, I'll, I'll take Georgia money line. I think that um, I think that you're going to see a lot of passing in this game. I think that's going to be the question in the Achilles heel of, of Georgia right now is can Georgia's uh, defensive backs really keep up with what Ohio State's probably got two, maybe three first round wide receivers. Cause I gotta believe Marvin Harrison's going out there. Um and Smith is going into the and in, going into the league as well. I, I'll take Georgia on the money line on this. Uh, but it, it's gonna be real tight. I know the biggest thing with everybody in the Midwest would love to see, and I would tell you, Fish, uh, this I won't say it's gonna rival the World Cup, but the numbers would be amazing is if Ohio State pulled the upset and beat Georgia, and you get Ohio State-Michigan for the national championship game. Hard line. Nothing will rival the World Cup on the world. No one gives a shit about Ohio State and Michigan if it's a final in Argentina. No, stop. There's that typical – you're Brian Torson. Sorry, Brian. Brian Brian walked out of – he got so pissed off there were so many people walking in his trunk to watch the finals. I mean, what is, I, I'm not a big soccer guy, but there's a typical, typical, hardly the typical American. Think of that in a minute. No one gives a shit about that. The, the bottom line is sock, Fox, $5 billion, with a B. $5 billion they've, they've invested in soccer on Fox Network with the World Cups and the MLS, and they're selling out everywhere. I just look at it as a business thing. Yeah. That's what I do. So you be careful. Be careful. I don't think the college football playoff will rise. I'm talking about the world, not us. Okay? Yeah. Us, yeah. It's going to be great. You know? I get I get hot about I get hot about Americans thinking that we only our sports matter. It doesn't. You know, look, at the borders, look at the borders right now. People are coming over left and right. They're all soccer fans. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Hey, before we go, that? we mentioned the uh, Shucks Tavern and uh, – they had the last man standing uh, event that we were involved in. We got knocked out. Fish, can you give us a report? Uh, is anybody left in last man standing at Shucks? Yeah, three. Three. That's it. And there was one loss. He, lost. he had the Washington Commanders last night against the Giants. So I got Ooh. three people with the loss. So it's coming down to the end. Wow. Okay. And we'll be watching that as well. And again, that's at Chuck's Tavern, the last man standing. And that is the Daily Fish Hardlines with John Hardison with the Cost of Winning Podcast. Again, you can find him here with us all the time. He's also on Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts as well for the Cost of Winning. Uh, Hardline's going to stick around. We're going to have some more controversy as we come up with more. Hey, folks, if you need a great golf getaway, set it up now for the spring. The Myrtle Beach Golf Trail has dozens of courses along the Carolina coasts. Set up an entire trip for yourself, your family, or a bunch of friends. The site is MyrtleBeachGolfTrail.com. You can play there year-round.
All right, let's dive into some uh, political and social controversy. But I got to, I got to, I got to mention this first because I'm looking at the three of us. Uh, I've not had water, hot water in my house for five days, uh, but it's 24 degrees. Fish, I'm looking at you, Hardline. You look like you got, you, you got a heavy sweatshirt on. Are you guys as cold as I am? It's cold out. I'll tell you that it's cold out, but not not as bad as your uh, no water situation, man. That that's rough. <laughs> yeah, I smell good too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, fish. You got anything to say about about the weather? He's frozen. That's what it is. It's so cold he out frozen? here. No, he's moving. He's moving. But <laughs> all right. All right. Let's let's jump into uh, topic one of a little controversy here. Uh, the Supreme Court uh, actually may be discussing whether same sex and interracial marriages are constitutional. I'm going to see if Fish has got a reaction. Fish, are you, do you have a reaction on that, first of all? All right, Hardline, I can I'm going to let him. you do a reaction on that. Go for it. I mean, this is stupid that we're, we're still arguing this situation. Uh, it's it's frustrating. I mean, look, we already had the Loving case. Uh, it was decided back in the 60s, you know, in, in regards to interracial marriage. And and I know, you know, the, the respect for uh, same-sex marriage and going from there. Look, you know, people are, this is, the, this is the point of the United States, which is your freedom and your right to do as you want. And look, if you want to be married to someone of the same gender, be married to someone of the same gender. If you want to be married to someone of a different nationality or ethnicity, go ahead and do that. It's your right to do it and live your life the way that you want to. I know people are going to say, but think of the kids and think of that. Look, there's a lot more issues out here in the world that we need to talk about in terms of, of, of children and what they see than things about uh, interracial or same-sex marriage. We talk about this all, all the time, food deserts, uh, you know, lack of education. Lack of water in certain areas, as we talked about with, you know, your situation uh, in Jackson State, you know, when Deion Sanders was saying that he couldn't even take a proper shower. Uh, Flint still doesn't have clean water. There are a myriad of other issues out there that we need to address, rather than worrying about who's marrying who and being upset about that. Go for a fish. Yeah, I agree. If you fall in love with someone, who cares? And why would why would someone else care? You know, it's it's your personal stuff. And Clarence Thomas about interracial marriage, he's married to a white woman. <laughs> what? Did she have the Michael Jackson thing? Did she have the Michael Jackson thing done and turning white? I mean, I don't understand that. I don't understand how this in in a country supposed to be so great that doesn't recognize some what the hell are we with us stuff like this. Hardline's a thousand percent right. If you fall in love with someone, marry him. If 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 they're you know, it's funny. I was bartending in a club in LA. It was a gay pride parade. They went walking by. And there was a there's a kid Dave working. He, he goes, Look at all these faggots. I said, What me? What are you homophobic? Just think. The more of them, the more girls for us. <laughs> well, there, there was a, a new law that was just passed that, that Biden signed in that does protect marriage. Um, and 
whether, I don't know, Clarence Thomas, he said um, the Protection of Marriage Act could be reassessed. And he mentioned that when he was in there knocking down Roe v. Wade. So I don't know if that's going to happen. I I do think that the majority of the Supreme Court, if they're for that, are so out of whack with the majority of people in the United States. Um, There's an interesting case coming up. Uh, The Supreme Court could rule about a a web designer uh, who didn't want to have to help a homosexual couple in their wedding uh, as customer. And again, a lot of this has to do with religious beliefs. And there is a fine line between free speech and gay rights here that they've got to navigate. But I, again, I think a lot of it is, and I think of the what I would call the um, the national Christian right has become a very strong force, and they've uploaded people to the Supreme Court uh, in a way that you know they're taking control of it. And I think that is a problem, and that will be a problem for a lot of people coming up, especially over the next year or two. So, I just, anyway, I just find it funny, John. Like it, you, you pick and choose, I guess, kind of what you, uh, what what sins mean the most. But like, you're not supposed to eat selfish either. But there's always a line of damn red lobster. So you know, give you know, go figure from there. All right, let's go to topic number two. What is going on? At Twitter, it's funny, Elon Musk just put out a poll if he should still be the head of Twitter, and we're still waiting to see those results, unless it came out already, and I missed that. But uh, Fish, what do you think's going on at Twitter, and uh, are, are you staying on Twitter? Yes, I'm staying on Twitter. I get a lot of information on Twitter. A lot of my memes I get from Twitter. It just seems like he's banning journalists. It seems like it's gotten far right. I don't care about that. I just I have a problem with them banning journalists. I don't know what the hell's going on with that. I mean, it's... It's it's crazy. It's a free speech platform. I know the previous owners of Twitter banned Trump and other people that had egregious things to say, but it seems like it's not as fun anymore. I don't know. But I'm saying it's my it's my I go I see John Daly Sports baseball I get from John Daly on John Daly Sports on Twitter. <laughs> Hard line, go for it. No, I'm still on Twitter. Uh, you know what? I think this is a, a a situation of a guy that thinks that he's smarter than everyone. And I think that he thought because he was popular, because maybe he did spot on Rick and Morty, or because he's been on Joe Rogan's podcast, that nobody would ever give him any blowback. And I think that the reality is that, look, people are starting to see him a little bit for who he is. He's not the hit billionaire that he tries to portray. And I think that people are just irritated with the stuff that he's doing. And look, you're banning people. Oh, we got a free Trump. Oh, we got a free Kanye. Oh, we've got to free all these people. And then you start to get a little blowback and then you're like, well, actually we're going to block this person. So now all the things that you said that you were going to fix with Twitter while you bought it, you're not going into it. I just think at this point he bought it Uh, behind the scenes. There's a lot of issues, especially with the employees. Uh, There's a lot of lawsuits that are going on right now uh, as him being the owner and the CEO. I know Jack Dorsey said, I wish we had never sold Twitter to Elon Musk in this situation. I think the best thing for him to do is, and again, he's put up a poll on Twitter. Should he be the CEO of of his own company to get people to come to the website? I mean, you know, it's, it's a great marketing tool. Uh, But at the end of the day, I just think that this has run its course. I I think that he probably needs to step down as as CEO. And look, a lot of people are tired of Instagram. Uh, Some people are tired of other social media platforms and they've reverted back to Twitter because of of how basic it is 
in just the terms of either information or to just say what you want in, in your characters and, and to move on. I, you know, it's not as bad in terms of marketing as some of the other ones are. And I think that's why people have kind of reverted back. Fish, you had a reaction. Go for it. Jack. Yeah, Jack Dorsey got $44 billion. He's happy he sold it. Trust me. He's set for a thousand well, lifetimes. So I'm not so I sure mean, that. I mean, he can, he could have a, he can, a mental thing and do the right thing. But at the end of the day, when he's sitting in Aruba with a lot of friends, saying, thank you, Elon. I mean, you know, look, George Lucas sold sold Star Wars to Disney for a butt ton of money. And yet when they ask him about the, the movies that they've made, he's like, I don't know if I probably should have sold this damn thing. <laughs> That's called covering your creation side. So let me let me throw this in there. I, I I think the one the one group that's going to decide on Twitter is going to be the investors in Tesla because they want Elon out of there. They want him back concentrating on electric vehicles. So I think something's going to happen with them pretty soon. And I think he's going to be out of there. And I think it's just going to be a, it's going to be a, a, a silly escapade that we will talk about and go, remember when, remember when Elon owned Twitter and what he was doing? And it, it's, it's going to be in the rearview mirror at some point, but I, I agree with you. I'm still on there because there's some good quick breaking news on there. I mean, there's a lot of BS and a lot of stupid people posting stupid things, but I can weed through that because you can kind of flick through and it's perfect. All right, here we go. And our last topic is a question that fish has for hardline and me. What would that question be fish? Put, both of you, have you ever been put in a situation with a family member that's so embarrassing you don't know how to get out of? For example, I remember one time we rented a movie when my grandmother was alive called Leaving Las Vegas. My grandmother's in her 80s. And we didn't know some of the dialogue in that movie. And there's a scene where Nicolas Cage says, all I want to do is go down on you and eat out your box. And my Grandmother goes, but hit me. <laughs> and I'm like, well, <laughs> have you guys ever have you guys ever been put in a situation and how do you get out of that? One time my wife and I are driving Max. Max is eight, nine years old. He's in the back, in the back seat of the car. And he goes, Dad, what's a blowjob? And I said, Ask your mother. And you know what she said? <laughs> Perfect. This is why she's because you said back back in the old caveman days, when a caveman had a boo boo peepee, the women used to blow on it to make it feel better because they didn't have band-aids back then. Wonderful response. So you get in these situations, some kind of situation with a family member or a friend that you had to get out, how do you improvise to get out of that? Can you imagine sitting with an eighty five year old woman who hasn't been gone down on in fifty years? And you hear Nicholas Cage speak, uh, Grandma, uh, well, let me tell you how it works. You know, but I can't, you know. So go, one of you guys. Go for it, Hardline. Uh, you pivot and you try to just Pivot's get something going. Hardline. He's not good on <laughs> you. You pivot hard. If, if Max had asked me that, the first thing I would have said is, who wants Dairy Queen? <laughs> 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 uh, if it's somebody yeah, in the house. 
if, well, if it's somebody I, I in the house, burn something. Yeah. If, if it's I, I family members in the elder, go ahead. If, if it's fish, if it's somebody in your family well, that, that, that they're arguing, if, if it's somebody in your family, burn burn something of, of dinner that just it causes a horrible stench. So that way everybody's just upset and, and tell everybody, you know what, let's let's go out to eat. Let's do something. And then break off. And then the person that's causing the issue, you got to tell them, you'd be like, hey, you got to go to hell home. Look, this this is too much. I need you to go to hell home. Take one for the team. Go for it, Fish. I went over this at Daily on Saturday. We did the rehearsal to see if our audio was working. See how that worked out. Anyways, <laughs> what do you do in the same grandmother? There's never been a situation. It's the holiday season. Christmas is coming up. By the time we get on the show, our next show, the audio will be better. We could be able to hear Daily, and he'll have a shower. and. Okay, you're gonna be giving Christmas presents. Have you ever given a Christmas present to someone, and they opened it up and had a bad response? Like, oh, I already have this. This going to go on in my family. Do you have, have you gone through that, either one of you? I don't think I have. I'm trying to Come remember on. embarrassing moments, and yeah, I'm trying to remember embarrassing moments, and I don't remember too many. Um, I've I've been pretty lucky. And uh, at the same time, too, if it was, I, I probably was oblivious to somebody being upset about something. So I'm probably the worst person to ask as far as that goes. But I know there's th- there's got to be some good stuff when you consider all the the family <clears throat> angst that's going on now. Hardline, go ahead. Do you have anything like that? I took the shit back like the soup Nazi. <laughs> you, don't, you don't like it? It's mine again. And I'll cash that shit out and I'll go buy something for myself and play with it in front of you. I just got a text. I just got a text from the CEO of Dairy Queens saying, what's Mr. Hardison's email? We're suing him for <laughs> insinuating that blowjobs and Dairy Queen go one and the other. It's not a place to go unless you're a Little League team after a win. Okay. So, no. Daily Fish has nothing to do with what John Hardison says. He's our – matter of fact, he's given odds. If you bring this certain situation up, Dairy Queen is not a place to go at 48%. <laughs> I see how they oh, mix. You gotta have lizards. a great holiday story. You gotta have a holiday story daily. Oh, someone have a great holiday story, Barry. I guess think of something. Be on your toes. Make it up. Have a great. But it's this is the holidays. People get together. It's Christmas. I bartend on Christmas Eve. I got the greatest stories ever. When you go on, how are you doing? I'm shitty. How? Oh, what do you say? Here, drink. Have, have seven of these. Aye. You know, I can get out of it. How do you get out of a Aye. situation? How do you get out of a situation when you're watching a grandmother during the holidays and a guy talks about going down on a woman? No one's ever gone through that. His face was. I should have said, I should have said, Vicky, let's show my. <laughs> like with Max, ask your mother, Vicky, let's show her. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right, folks, we are Daily Fish coming to you from right, Vegas and Myrtle Beach. Out of here, sports dude. entertainment, I know I can't talk and everything in between. We are off next week, and we are back here on January second, two thousand twenty-three. Hard to believe. We're hard to believe. Hard to believe that that's 
coming up that quickly. Uh, we're on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Spotify. We are on Facebook at daily.fish.5. Watch us on Facebook on Myrtle Beach Golf Channel, Myrtle Beach Grand Strand Life. You can check out Daily Fish on YouTube, Wingding TV, Hey Vegas TV. <coughs> Don't forget to get us on Spotify, Apple, iHeart, Stitcher, and Amazon. And also use those channels to hear some of our interviews coming up. January 12th, Brian Cranston is going to be interviewed on the show. So you'll be able to hear him as well. Write to us if you have any questions. Dailyfish1 at gmail.com. All right, got our bye-bye in the way there. So uh, guys, what are you, what are you planning for, for Christmas? Fish? I got to work. I mean, and then I got to work Christmas Eve. It's Sunday, it's, and it's Max's birthday. So football, football. It's same thing. Same thing as Halloween. Uh, Halloween. Same thing as Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Feasting. <coughs> fornication. Nice. Hardline, how about you? What do you got for heart for uh, for Christmas? Uh, you know what? I'm off Christmas Eve. Luckily, uh, work Christmas Day. Uh, so you know, enjoying it with family. Definitely catching up on the NBA on Christmas Day. That that's their big slate time of year. Uh, we're going to watch all the games on Saturday that I could get. Red Zone will be on in my house. Uh, me and Scott Hansen will be conjoined at the hip and <laughs> and waiting to eat early to uh, to enjoy that great day. Right with you on that. And uh, I'll be doing the same. I'll be cooking on uh, Christmas Eve. And then uh, we're actually going to Hilton Head to visit some friends in Hilton Head, South Carolina. Maybe, eh, maybe play a little golf. It still might be kind of chilly down there. But for the most part... We'll be there, and I will be in touch with you guys online and on text, and uh, we'll be keeping things going. Fish, got a last statement? Yeah. All right, guys. Way to go. I, I'm rooting for the Lions to make the, the Raiders. The Raiders have a no shot. So I'm just basically 